the tech sector in the east of England is wide and varied. Suffolk has BT at Adastral Park, alongside Innovation Martlesham. Norfolk has an artisan feel to its tech sector, and its trailblazers are pushing the boundaries with blockchain and Web3 technologies. And Cambridge is home to huge global names like Arm, AstraZeneca, and a more recent arrival, the streaming giant Roku. Roku's new offices on Cambridge Science Park, their largest building outside the USA, really do have to be seen to be believed. With terraces, a huge refectory, and a stylish feel more redolent of a boutique hotel than a tech company, Roku is clearly embracing a new way of working and looking for tech talent in the region that wants the same. And if you want to gather the east of England's tech talent under your roof, you call Kent Height. Few know the sector as well as he, and Kent Height's tech and beer events give founders, entrepreneurs and more the ability to network, talk directly to the sector and get the chance to win a bottle of bubbly as an added incentive. Roku clearly agreed, and I went along to see Kent working his magic at their offices. Good evening, Oh my goodness, there we go. We got there in the end. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Tech and Beer. God damn it, this building is amazing, right? Oh my god, I want to work here, except I'm not smart enough. So they won't give me a job. Um, but there you go. Um, Welcome to Roku, tech and beer at Roku, this is amazing. So we're really, really pleased to be here. Uh, if you've not been to a tech and beer before, um, my name's Kent, I kind of do this whole thing, this is my jam. After the main event, I caught up with both Kent and Tim Granger of Roku. First, I chatted with Kent about his motivation behind the tech and beer events. How many tech and beers is this now? Have you lost count? How many tech and beers? We started in 2018, and then obviously we had a, a big old chunk of time with the pandemic hit us. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that was hard. Seems like another world now. It's come back. It's really come back. Well, for you, yes, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been, it's been uh, you know, I think people are really keen to kind of get out again, and we've got such a... Uh, uh, such a valuable community event, you know, and it brings like-minded people together, you know, and it gives everyone a great opportunity. People that work in science, technology, digital innovation, engineering, they can all come together and talk to other really smart people like they are, you know, um, and it just, you know, I think that that's been missing from a lot of people's lives while the pandemic's been on. Mm -hmm. And it feels like only now, really, they're really coming back. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's fantastic to have you based here in the east of England. How wide do you take tech and beer across? Is it still in the east, or have you? I know you've had plans at one point to go to the continent. Yeah, well, so obviously, yeah, we so we we um, we we started in Cambridge, um, and it's been kind of that's our stomping ground, that's our home, and it's been in phenomenal success here in Cambridge. Um, we've obviously operated in Norwich as well. We've done a tech and beer up in Norwich. Um, we'd like to go further afield before the pandemic. We were actually due to go to Barcelona, uh, let's have a think, Barcelona, Dublin, oh. uh, Berlin, and, oh. and, and the week of lockdown, we were supposed to be in Amsterdam. We had a, a thousand tech professionals in Amsterdam signed up to come to that tech and beer. 
But unfortunately, you know, COVID had other plans for us. That's a kick in the nuts, eh? That really hurt. Um, <laughs> it really hurt. And because I first encountered you at um, the epicentre at Haverhill, and I've got, got a drop. Uh, I forgot we did one there. Yeah, we did um, one there as well. <laughs> and if, if, uh, if uh, the Innovation Centre, Knowledge Gateway at the University of Essex are listening, what a fantastic venue that would be. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Why do you do it? Why do I do it? Don't um, say money. No, I, it's not for money at all. It's not, I wish it, I if, it, it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if it were, I, I'd, I'd be uh, very disappointed. Um, so I lived in Budapest for four years, um, not that long ago. Um, and being a native speaker and actually kind of being not too bad on a microphone, um, I was asked to start hosting local tech and startup based events in Budapest. That it then extended into the rest of Eastern Europe. Um, and the creativity uh, and the sense of community there was mind-blowing. It was just, it was in, so inspiring. Um, and then when I became a dad, I moved uh, back to the UK and uh, settled in Ely um, and started working uh, from the Science Park from the Bradfield Centre in Cambridge. Um, I kept looking for an event that had the same kind of energy uh, as the ones that I'd experienced in Eastern Europe, Central mm. and Eastern Europe, but there was nothing. And so I just thought, you know what, let's put a couple of grand into starting our own event and just see what happens, just for fun. And it yeah. really was just for fun. Do you know what? That is a very, uh, you know, you and I have a very similar story. Yeah. And but what I, I, I admire, um, and I don't want this to sound like a, bro, you know, a bromance podcast, because I did one of those at mm -hmm. uh, Fuel Studios a couple of weeks ago with James Adams, um, is that you, you never let up. Your energy sort of keeps, no matter what was thrown at you up there. And you've had, you know, in fairness, to deliver perhaps, you know, one of the, I don't want to say strangest, but there are not many people in this country who've had to do what you've had to do this evening, which is announce the death um, mm -hmm. of uh, Her Majesty the Queen. Now, I'm not going to dwell too deeply on that because that must have been a difficult decision for you when to do that and how to do that. But mm. just to, to go back, I mean, what does it mean to you to get the call from someone like Roku and to say, come and do an event here? And that must, that must be like, wow. And then you come to this building, which is incredible testament to the tech sector in Cambridge. Mm. What, does that, what does that mean to you to get, to get that kind of call? I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, we've worked at some really big companies. Amazon was also a company that we, we did a lot of events there as well. Shh, you know. don't, be careful with that word. Why? The, 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 the shutters will come down and they'll be upon us and we'll be in the basement with Hessian sacks on our heads. Okay, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> but no, we've, we've worked with some big companies, you know. We've worked with some really innovative companies, you know, and... For me, I mean, yeah, it's, you, it's great to be working with Roku. It's great to be working with all the big companies that we work with, and it's great to be able to support them in sharing what they do with the world and help bringing, you know, the community to them. You know, whether mm. it's Dark Trace just over the road from where we are now, massive cybersecurity company, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Roku, you know, we've worked with all of these big companies. You know, but, you know, for me, uh, one of the challenges is finding tech companies that actually, or not even tech companies, innovative companies that really want to support that community element. And yeah. so when companies like Roku come along and they say, we see the value in bringing the tech community together in this space, you know, as well as obviously the very obvious kind of benefit to them of having potential hires in their building, potential new stakeholders, whatever, you know, the PR aspect, you know, I'm always delighted when that happens, but I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. Yeah. You know, it really does surprise me because it's not like we're charging thousands and thousands of pounds to run these events. We 
we break even pretty much <laughs> on most yeah. on most of them. You know, we pretty much break even financially. You know, and it surprises me that a lot of organisations don't of innovative organisations, innovator organisations don't grab it and say we need this. Mm. You know, um, we even had uh, recently at our last uh, event, the uh, summer party. We had a company that actually sent people from Canada really? to the UK to sponsor and be a part of the event. They're a company called Ecobee. Um, they make uh, smart thermostats and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and they've actually asked us, will you please bring tech and beer to Toronto? Oh, wow. What you a know? coup. What now, a coup. Well, yeah, but, and this is the thing. It, you know, it's almost like, you know, in America, in Canada, in these kind of countries, uh, Tel Aviv has also asked us um, to go over there as well. We've been asked to go to Tel Aviv. You know, these organizations, these areas, these countries, they see the value in it a lot mm. more, you know? Yeah. And so, so when, I, when a company local, you know, to the region, like Roku, like Amazon, like uh, Dark Trace, whatever, and St. John's Innovation Center, or Park, I should say, when they want to work with us, we're very excited. Mm. Because the people, of the, 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 the innovators, the, the guys who are doing the work, the men and women that actually do the tech, the science and everything else. They're an amazing bunch of people. You know, they are just so incredibly interesting to talk to. You know, you'll meet such a diverse range of people and engaging with them in a really positive, collaborative, non-salesy, no agenda kind of environment yeah. is just so fulfilling. That's, and that's why I do it. Yeah, that's amazing because uh, it's amazing you say that because that's been my experience as well. I went to Idea Space here in the city, uh, which is going to be you know, when we start up again because we'll obviously take a pause. But when we start up again, it's going to be uh, my next interview. And I expected it to be very airy in Cambridge, very, very aloof, very elite. And it wasn't, it's the most, probably the most cuddly tech space I've ever been into. You know, there's, everyone's bringing homemade cake and there's a bell to ring. Uh, I, I say this a lot, but I, I, and I was completely, my expe expectations were totally subverted. And but there were loads of people in those, in various tech companies, innovators, doing business with the world. And it's like you said, Tel Aviv, Toronto, doing business with the world. What conversations are you having internally to the region? Not many, if any. And it, it, it really strikes me that, and you are a key part in making this right, we really don't know, as the East of England, our own stories. Because we don't know enough about ourselves and the fantastic things that are going on here. And, you know, all credit to you for, for being a key part in turning that round and telling those stories, making sure people get the chance to hear those stories. Yeah. And, and um, you know, uh, do, do you have any reflections on that? And, and, with, and, uh, and then I'll let you get back to the... Because <laughs> you've just put a, an amazing stint in. And, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, th I, I think that there are a lot of amazing stories. I think that, you know, historically, you know, obviously Cambridge is uh, a, a very academic city, you know, and I think that, you know, for a long time, you know, and this might be controversial, it's been quite elitist, mm. particularly around science, technology, innovation kind of based businesses. It's, it's felt quite... <laughs> well, it's coming out on the way. Cut this one out. It's felt quite... Um, it felt quite elitist. And for me, that was actually what m drove me to, 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 to launch Tech and Beer. Because a lot of the meetings, uh, a lot of the networking events that I was going to, they were just, there was no energy. It was a lot of middle-aged white guys talking about how much money they had and the size of their car. Yeah. Do you know how much Bitcoin I've got? Mm -hmm. It was that kind of thing. And I just, it just drove me insane. 
there is so much talent out there and it's, it's just so creative, you know, um, and there wasn't a place to bring those people together. You know, those are the people who are our future. Those are the innovators that are changing the world. And those are the people that I want to connect and engage with. Those are the people that I want to bring together in a collaborative and positive space where they can meet new people and between them, maybe forge new innovations and new ways of thinking and new ideas. You know, and that's what drives me. Um, I can't top that. Kent Height, for God's sake, please keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> we need you. We need you telling the good stories about the region. Thank you ever so much. Nice one. It's always a pleasure to chat with Kent, as it was to talk to Tim Granger of Roku's leadership team. Although, as you're about to discover, Roku do things a little differently. Get your job title first of all, so I make sure I get that right in the introduction. Uh, so I'm a senior director at Roku, but one of the interesting things about Roku is we don't really like to use... I, I don't introduce myself by my job title. So, that is a very interesting question. So, so you notice uh, in my talk, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't say my job title. You didn't. Nobody said their job titles. Oh, maybe a few, but the, I think the important thing is it's more about your contribution to the company mm -hmm. and what people know that you know. So yeah. it's that peer-to-peer -peer relationship that's far more important than or this is my job title. Yeah, I mean, I always, when I do these, these sorts of interviews, I always worry I'm coming across, uh, you know, a bit, a, a bit sort of fawning and sycophantic, and I'm not, not trying to be, but genuinely, really, what a different feel coming into this building. Cool. That you get, you know, fr fr from your average. I mean, I've been in lots of tech spaces, and, and they're fantastic, and they're lovely, but, you know, you're just talking about a fairly sort of, I don't use the word, flat structure, but, you know, sort of, I, based on who you are, not what you do. Uh, and yep. your, your value to the company in, in, in the person that you are, not the, the, job, the role you're inhabiting, which is a really, really good, good thing. But uh, what a fabulous building you have here. You know, it's, it, it feels more like a, a you know, high-end hotel than an, actual, <laughs> than an actual place of work. And you just think, ooh, like Ken, you think, oh, what can I do to get in here? But um, you've, you, you've, been, you've been here since, obviously, Cambridge, Roku has been in Cambridge for quite some time, but I, I had no idea. So what is the purpose of this building? You, you alluded to it in your speech. Hmm. It's, all, it's, it's about sort of the experience side uh, of the product. But what, 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 what do you do here? <laughs> is, is that, that the question I'm groping for. That is a great question. So yeah, we started Cambridge in 2014. Uh, we had seven people, and I was one of those seven people. Um, of those seven, six still work for Roku, so we lost one. Uh, he went to teach in Japan, English as a foreign language, and we can't really compete with that if people want to no, no. Do, do those life choices. So ever since the start, we've been a new products team. And so new products is still the largest part of the, the office in Cambridge. And so those are the engineering teams that create, design, release uh, new products. So we work with the factories to make sure they can be manufactured. Uh, we get the quality levels right. We make sure that customers are going to have a great experience when they first plug them in. There's a lot of certifications, obviously, new country support and new feature support. Um, so that, that's, that's the mainstay of the Cambridge office, is, mm -hmm. is new product development. And so why Cambridge? I mean, it seems like an obvious question. It's Cambridge. But there's, there's all, there, there other, you know, other tech you know, tech-heavy places, Bristol, Oxford, are available. You, you have got your offices in Cardiff and Manchester and, and elsewhere in the world, but, you know, you, you were saying in your speech, this is the largest. This Why? is the largest outside... This is the, the largest, US, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this is the largest Roku office outside the US. Um, 
and it's been going the longest, it's the most established. Cambridge has an awesome set of coincidence. It has the university, which means you get a, a constant attraction of really high talent. But you've also got enough other companies that are based in Cambridge that people come here not just not just for the university, but for other companies. Um, so the likes of Arm and Qualcomm, XCSR and, and Samsung are here, and Apple and Google and Amazon. You know, it goes, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. And so you've got that concentration of really high-skilled, high-talented, motivated people. Um, and so it, it, was, it was a bit of a no-brainer when yes. Roku wanted to start an office in the UK <laughs> and it was, hey, let's you know, go where the people are. So yeah, that, that's why, why Cambridge. Yeah, well, my beat obviously covers uh, the east of England of which Cambridge is a part. And I know there are those who was like, you know, feel, feel Cambridge is kind of this other walled kingdom, uh, which uh, the rest of the region doesn't doesn't really have, have anything to do with. I think that's wrong. I think that Cambridge is Cambridge. And when Cambridge does well, we all do. You know, the, re the region does well as a whole. There's opportunities aplenty. And, you know, talking to people tonight who've come from Ely and that's not just Kent. Uh, you know, I, I, it, it's easier for me to get here from Norfolk than it is for me to get to other parts of Norfolk. I'm here much, much faster. Um, what is your, what links are you having? I mean, you're talking a lot about, uh, about you know, you're looking for that talent and, and uh, obviously you're a global company, so you, your focus isn't gonna be solely on, on the east of England, but what are those links you have or you're hoping to have with the tech sector outside of Cambridge in Norwich? Because you've got, you know, the universities there, uh, Norwich University of Arts, you've got, all sorts of smaller startups. You've got a Dastral Park at Marketing, you, you, you know about that. So we do have quite a lot of people that live very locally and, and live in Cambridge and, and Cambridge is their bubble and, and this is where they want to work. But we also have a lot of people that do commute in that come from, from farther afield. So we've got people from Welling Garden City, we've got people, as you say, from Ely, uh, people from Newmarket and beyond. Um, that recognize the value in, in coming to a place like Roku. The other thing to say is we are embracing more a hybrid style of working, enabling yeah. people to work from home some days a week. We still think there's a huge benefit to teams working in a single space and being able to be super collaborative to support each other, especially onboarding new talent. It's always great to see yeah. people face to face. And recruiting in COVID has been particularly challenging for that. Of course. But it, it enables us to widen that recruitment pool. So people that are further afield, you know, we are definitely open to that because, yeah, we, we can work it out. We can work out what's suitable for them, what, what's going to work for their team, so their team can be effective at Roku. I mean, you, you've built um, a very welcoming and, uh, you know, conducive atmosphere so people will want to come to this building and work but you, you know it, it, it's really helpful i think to, for many people to, that you you're open to those those alternative approaches which, which which would be greatly valued absolutely i mean obviously it depends on the individual mm -hmm. um, we need people to be effective wherever they are uh, and some people just don't have the space to work at home and so it's great to, to offer them you know the working space in the office it needs to be great for the team some teams need to share equipment and that's, that's super hard if you've got to drive around people's houses to drop stuff off, which <laughs> yes. I remember having to do during COVID. Um, so yeah, it, it, needs to be, it needs to work for them, it needs to work for the team. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really glad that 
you're you're seeing that in this office space. This mm. is the third new build or the, the third fit out we've done for Roku as, as we've grown in scale over the years. This is our third building on the science park. Yeah. And I think we've learned from each one about how to make it better, how to make it more inviting um, so that you know, we're not trying to take over people's home lives. We don't want people to, you know, stay in the office all days or, you know, camp out here. But we do want them to look forward to coming in. I, I hate that thing on a Sunday where you go, oh, the dread. I, yeah. I've got to go to work. This is ruining my weekend because I've got to go to work <laughs> tomorrow and it's terrible. You know, if we can solve that and get to a point where people are, you know, happy and, and willing and, you know, enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the people they work with, enjoy mm -hmm. the conversations they have, um, and really find it productive to be in the office, then yeah, yeah. we all win. Yeah, I mean, that team spirit was very obvious uh, this evening. Whereas, you know, you, you, you've all got your, your, your various shades of purple uh, t-shirts <laughs> moving around, uh, acting as a team, and that, 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 that's really impressive. And as, as you say, there, there, are, there is a lot of tech talent in the region that, that will, I think, Come and look at this building. If, if you're listening to this from elsewhere in the region, come and take a look at this building because it, it is amazing. It is, you know, you, you can see the purple sign from miles away, especially at night. We're sitting in the darkness now. I love that you mentioned. I love that you mentioned that. So I was involved right from the right from the start mm -hmm. in, in this project, and the, the building was here. And I came and I looked at it, and I thought. I want a Roku sign <laughs> yes, good to do. that people can see from the other side of the street. Mm. So how do we do that? How big can you make it? And we said our architects did a yeah. big challenge. And they said, yep, we can make it seven meters across. And I said, yep, sign me up. So I wanted to actually, just before I move on to why tech and beer and what, 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 what uh, Roku are hoping to get from tonight, but when you sort of first came to this building and you've got that blank sheet of paper, what for you is, is, it was item one? Item one was thinking about what it's like for someone at their desk working as part of their team. So what do you want? You want to be able to see and kind of hear what's going on with the rest of your team. You need to be able to interact with a few other teams as well, but you don't want to see a, you, mm. you don't want a sea of desks. Yeah. You don't want noise from another team having a conversation that disrupts you too much. You need a yeah. bit of that because you need to figure out what's going on. So purpose number one was trying to get the right atmosphere for people sitting and, and actually doing the work. And so we thought very hard about the layout. How can we get teams co-located so they can collaborate well, but separated by, by meeting rooms or by corridors or yeah. by blocks? Um, so that there's not that noise pollution, there's not that endless sea of desks that you're looking at. Yeah. So with each sort of cluster of desks, we then think, okay, well, we need maybe one or two meeting rooms so that that team can have team meetings or one-to-ones. We want open collaboration space. So we want whiteboards. We want casual areas so that team can sit on stools or can stand up and have their, have their daily stand-ups, have a whiteboard there that they can use uh, to you know, create ideas or to have discussions about. So that, that, that was the real key thing for me. I wanted, I wanted that ideal space for, for, for people and teams to work. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're speaking at the end of, of, of another Tech and Beer, um, which is a, a great, great brand. And Kent Height is quite the showman, <laughs> as I'm sure you've, you've, you've experienced tonight. Um, what was it about, uh, about uh, Tech and Beer that made 
uh, you go, yeah, we'll get them in and, and we'll bring the community to us. And that's, a, I suppose, why eat tech and beer and what you're hoping to get out of it and particularly what is it about bringing in the community from Cambridge and the wider east of England uh, and beyond that, that excites you? So the first thing is entirely selfish and selfish for the company is Roku is a household name in the US with the number one streaming provider in North America. And yet outside of the US, you know, that drops off quite a bit. Even in the UK, where we've had TVs for the last three years, we've had products for the last 10 years almost, um, we're not a household name. Mm. And so part of it is entirely selfish of, okay, how can we get the word out? How can we get people to know what Roku is? And this is a small part of that. You've got to start on your doorstep. Part of it's recruitment. We're always looking for more people. And if we're able to attract the kind of people that we want, they see a bit of the space, they hear us talk, maybe they'll think about Roku in, in future years. And part of it's just you know, giving back a bit to the community. So we benefit from having this tech community um, in this region and being able to recruit and grow and form great teams, great companies here. And yeah, so, so we benefit from that community. So yeah, it, it's time to give, give a little bit back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm really proud of the fact that some of my, uh, about 10% of my audience is in the US. So, you know, it, it, it's great to sort of show that side of, um, uh, um, of the East of England back to America. It's, and, you know, what a heaving room tonight. You must have been so pleased. Um, thank you ever so much, Tim Granger. Um, is, is any final messages? <laughs> I never quite know who to say this point, which, which is a bit of a problem for a podcaster. <laughs> but is, is, is there anything, final message for the tech sector in the East of England from, from you, from Roku? So the final message is uh, Roku is here. We are a deliberate company that thinks about the kind of company culture and we think intentionally about how we want the company to be. I constantly get people who've started at Roku going, wow, this was the best place I never knew about. And people you know, genuinely say that to me. And if there's anything I can say, then it's, hey, we're here and find out about us. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Tim Granger. It's, uh, Tim, it's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers. Thanks, Mike. My thanks to Kent Height, to Tim Granger and the Roku team, and everyone whom I met at the event. I had more in the can than I could possibly include. Safe to say that the vibrancy, diversity, and global nature of the East of England's tech sector was there for all to see.